and welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Jackson. Hey, Jackson. I have no energy today whatsoever. Why? I'm just like drained. I don't know, man. Maybe you're getting old. Well, technically we're all getting old. Okay, well you're becoming an old man. Sorry. That's not fair, man. I do more than you. (laughs) Fuck you. Okay, that's that's mean. (laughs) Now you're getting offensive. I don't know, man. You started with me. Okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Anything going on in your life before we start the show? (sighs) Nothing much, man. I live a pretty boring, chill life. Oh, interesting. I'm going out doing stuff all the time, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Well, look, I think today's show is going to be kind of weird because the stories are weird and there's barely any new songs, but at least we will have a good album review session. Oh, yeah, we're going to end it good. Or we might even start good. We probably go to that after news. Ah, yeah, that's probably a better idea. (laughs) Keep the hype up. Switch it back and forth again. Do it. I say, let's start the show. What are the names of your dogs again? (laughs) Skittles and Hershey. Oh, what? I can tell that I've never said it before. Because from now on, instead of waiting for your dogs, I'm just going to say Skittles and Hershey agree with me. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Skittles and Hershey. Yeah, there we go. Everyone, it is time for news, and obviously Skittle, is it Skittle or Skittles? <laughs> Skittles. Skittles and Hershey are very excited for a new segment as well. I don't even know if they can hear it in the background, but I definitely do. We're going to continue, though, because this is real life, and this is what happens. So let's start off with a shitty story. Cute is what we aim for. Their stupid, stupid, stupid frontman has opened his dumb mouth again on Twitter <laughs> and whatever social media we covered this, like, what was it, like a year ago, maybe? Yeah, was, was it the Shit Timothy dude? There you go. You can call him Shit Timothy. He, <laughs> back then, was saying that there's no such thing as rape culture and talking about how most people who say they were raped were lying. It's allegedly, it's something like that is what he said. I'm, I might be paraphrasing, but he's such a fucking idiot that there's really no reason to get the accurate stuff on that. That's why I say allegedly. But it was something along those lines. And then now he's spouting his mouth off again on Twitter and talking about how most sexism and racism claims do not really exist or have not happened because it's 2017. Can everyone get with it? Oh, man, this guy's awful. (laughs) Everything he says is never with like anything backing his statement. It, It seems like he just hits this mood where he feels like talking shit out of nowhere. And then this is just one of those things. And he's making him and the band become a laughing stock. Well, the band isn't even really together. They they got together for that reunion, right? Right. And I was told, I think I even mentioned on the show, I was asked to go to that show and I blew it off. And then my friends went and they said it was fucking awful. <laughs> I remember that. Probably the only really interesting part of this, if you can call any of this really interesting, is that Keith Buckley from Every Time I Die started to respond to him on Twitter and is definitely not a fan of his. Of course, Keith Buckley is all into the whole political or like, you know, he's a, he's just a good guy. You know, he stands up for the shit bullshit that he sees. And then it kind of felt like the front man of Cute is What We Aim For kind of got like, I don't know what's the word for it. He like started kissing his ass a little bit. You know what I mean? He got a little submissive. Yeah, he like totally let us go. Like he just stopped. 
he, he almost like dropped his accusations and everything. It, it was really weird. Like the whole conversation between him and Keith and just what he was saying after the initial tweet was just really strange. And it just goes to show how full of shit he actually is. So I don't think that the guy from, we'll just say cute because I'm tired of saying the whole fucking thing. <laughs> He probably doesn't care what any fans think, but then once Keith started talking to him, he was like, oh no, I'm talking to someone who actually has clout and means something, mm-hmm. which is once again, probably showcasing what a piece of shit he is that he can't realize that most people are smarter than him. But if someone in the scene is like, hey, you're a fucking idiot, then he'll shut up. You know what I mean? Right. He. I mean, it was just a weird situation, man. Just the the way that he combats back to Keith Buckley is just like, he just completely let everything down. And he's just like, oh, fuck it. I guess it wasn't that important anyways. Like, if he really gave a shit about what he was saying in the first place, which was wrong, but still, he didn't even, like, stand up for it. He just like, oh, shit, someone who is important, fuck this on that one. Yeah, he's just a dickbag. Yep, pretty much. He can come on the show anytime he likes and debate all of the Ew. stupid things that he says. I guess, yeah. we just find some really really shitty people we're going to talk about another one later yeah and it keeps happening every single week and it's it's getting old man it really is all right well let's move on to the next one man so we got x fear factory member christian old walbers you like that name christian old walbers walbers he says (laughs) yeah (laughs) he says that fear factory has officially broke up but it's it's really weird because he made a tweet about it, which you know how much me and Ian hate it when people officially say something by just bantering on social media and stuff like that because it's like very unprofessionally done. But I mean, at the end of the day, it still doesn't seem like they're actually disbanded. Am I right? Yeah, they have something weird going on. Like it's not the same lineup as it was back in the day. So I'm not even sure who's in the band <laughs> anymore, <laughs> but apparently the way they were trying to get press possibly was that with him saying he wanted to get the original lineup together and then make a new album that was supposed to get people interested and then i guess the people that are in the band right now they're like hey well he just wants attention but it's weird that someone who's not even in the band is making those claims yeah and and it's true it is weird but i mean again this is like very unofficial and just unprofessional and it's just Twitter, man. It's it's Twitter. What are you going to do? For anyone that doesn't remember Fear Factory, I'm going to play one of their biggest songs and the song that I always remember. It's from the album Obsolete from 2000, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. 1998. Wow. It's called Edge Crusher. Crusher, 
so 1999-2000s. <laughs> That's exactly what that sounded like. And with the name like Edge Crusher. That's Edge so... Crusher. <laughs> That's so fucking metal. <laughs> it is. You know what, Jackson? That's right. That is so fucking metal. And I it love really the <laughs> let's not play any instruments except for bass and drums for <laughs> any of the verses. Exactly. Edge Crusher. Break off the edge. Crusher. Break <laughs> off the edge. Crusher. They don't even need him. I'll just do it. Yeah, that was pretty good. Thanks, man. Practicing for 20 oh, years. I don't know. <laughs> what are dates again? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not jonesing for <laughs> Fear Factory to reunite, though. Same. But maybe they have many, many fans that would be super happy if that was something that happened. So I hope that works out for you. Yep. And Hershey and Skittles feel the same way. Yes, they do. That's my new favorite bit now. <laughs> Hershey and Skittles time. Yep. Peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> Where are you at? That's what Where that you reminds at? you of. Where are you at? Where are you at? Oh, no. No, no. You don't have to do it. I don't? It's okay. I sure? did it. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I think I'm good. Okay. Fine. Rob the audience of some humor. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was. All right. On to the next story. We've got one of the guitarists from Dragon Force talking about music in general, I guess, in this interview that he was doing. And I don't know, he said some weird stuff uh, about, you know, I guess technically our scene, right, Jackson? Yeah, but he worded it very weirdly. Like, like you couldn't really tell the point he was trying to get to. Oh, I can. And then, like, towards the end, he kind of just, like, takes it all away. And it's like, oh, oh, okay. Well, first he started talking about bands like Slipknot and ghost and like the kind of like disturbed. new metal-ish bands mm-hmm. like that kind of thing and disturbed and everything i'm talking about like oh well i don't like that music but i went to see disturbed and i was like okay i understand how people get into them and he starts talking about how like bands need a gimmick to set themselves mm-hmm. apart from everyone else i completely disagree with him because i guess he's saying that because that's what they did i can see that yeah And that's, to me, the only reason why he must be justifying things is because that's exactly what Dragon Force did. So he's saying in order to make it in the music scene, you have to have something else other than music. And I totally disagree with that. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. You just got to have good music, man. I mean, unless your band is full of like dickheads and you make good music, then maybe. But other than that, all it takes is good music, you know? That's what I would thought. Look. We can't all have our song be really challenging on Guitar Hero. <laughs> <laughs> the only song I couldn't beat on Expert. Was that true? Yeah. Wow. I, can, I remember I always played Guitar Hero, and I would play every single song on Expert, but I just couldn't do Through the Fire and Flames. Damn, son. Well, yeah, that was the first part of his statement, I guess. And then, and I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but then he goes on to talk about how he didn't think metalcore would survive, and that... Basically, all metalcore sounds the same, and he doesn't like Bring Me the Horizon, but he gets why some people would. Yeah, it, it was really weird. He was like going all over the place with that statement, wasn't he? From what it boils down to for me is he doesn't like metalcore, and then when people said, oh, Bring Me the Horizon really changed their music for That's the Spirit, and now they're more popular, he's like, oh, I don't like that music either, but I totally get that they changed so that they would be popular. Right, because, you know, he went from the gimmick thing and then he just started saying that bands just, or, well, metalcore bands tend to make the same music like every single year. And then he's like, but then again, Bring Me the Horizon changed their sound, but I didn't like that either. So it's just like, wait a second. He's like 
contradicting himself all over the place in his statement, and it's just really weird. He even says it at the end that he contradicted himself, and then he laughs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so whatever. It's just everyone's got their opinions. I mean, we have a fucking show where we talk yeah. about our opinions, so I have no problem with him giving it. I think it's always weird the type of bands that have these opinions. Right. So that's the only thing. Like, I haven't heard of Dragon Force in forever. So now all of a sudden they're going to come onto our scene and start talking about our music? How dare they? How dare they? Jackson, we are the scene. Exactly. What the fuck does Dragon Force think they're doing? <laughs> yeah, it seems like they're talking directly to us. So we have to rebut their dumb statements. Yeah, and who would ask Dragon Force a question about metalcore scene and like where is it going as if they were like this huge deal you know, to the scene? You know what I mean? Well, who would ask Dragon Force anything with a name like Dragon Force? <laughs> True. Unless I was going on a quest. That's the only <laughs> way I would ask them any questions. And it would most likely be, where the fuck do I get a sword? Like, that would be it. <laughs> where the fuck do I get a sword? And believe me, I know the answer. It's in my room because I have many swords. So. Oh my gosh, Ian. You just, just had to get that one out there, didn't you? I gotta let people know. Was that a setup? I'm a super badass. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> you have a sword? <laughs> Multiple swords. Don't. Don't sell me short. Oh, whoa, whoa. How dare I blow you down to one sword? Damn fucking you straight, You measure manliness Jackson. by sword quantity. That is the <laughs> way we should measure manliness. That sounds like something Dwight Schrute would, would say. That's probably where I got you it. You have no land nor swords. You are nothing. <laughs> I do have no land, but I have Gosh. many swords. Well, there you go. Wow, this conversation went weird. <laughs> well, we're talking about Dragon Force. We are. I don't know why we never talk about them on the show. All right, well, whatever. Let's go on to the next one. So Jason Newstead, the old basis of Metallica before Trujillo. <laughs> Jason Newstead, man. Come no, on the now. band. The band's name. Whatever. <laughs> uh, someone asked him a question that I was actually pretty interested in hearing the answer to, but he kind of like made it more complicated than it actually is. But the question was, does he ever have to work a day in his life based on the royalties given from the Black Album? Right. And uh, I think his answer was yes. But he like really got into details on like what he like how the money got to him and handles the money. He like worded it into like a whole essay when it all boiled down to yes, he could. But he says that he like gives the money away to something. Like, did you catch on to what exactly he was trying to say? Because I couldn't get it. Now, from what I got from that was the answer is probably yes that he could continue to live off the royalties because that album sells like 3,000 to 5,000 copies a week still. Right. So that album, obviously, did you even mention the Black Album? Yeah. Okay. But what he really said was he had help investing the money in the beginning and became super rich on his own. That's basically what he said. Yeah. No, I, 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 yeah, I remember that part now too. So It was just really weird. Yeah, probably he could. But what a great way to say that I'm rich no matter what. So why are you asking that question? Yeah, for real. Especially since he was like a flop. You know, he left and started a band that no one gave a shit about. And, yeah. And so became the Newstead Legacy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll make you super jealous right now because a loyal listener of the show, actually, she actually ended up winning two tickets to do a meet and greet with Metallica and have VIP seats and some other bullshit at their show in Boston. Yeah, that does make me jealous. That's fucked up. <laughs> I love Metallica so much. I mean, look, I'm not going to say I would turn down the offer to go do something like that. But what would I say to Metallica? You don't like Metallica, do you? 
I like the old stuff. I do not like any of the new stuff. What do you, What is your new? Do you mean like the new album? I mean like from Saint 90s? Anger on. Saint Anger on. Yeah. Oh. Basically, for them, I have choice tracks from probably all their old albums. Damn. I love all of it, except Saint Anger, kind of. But even on Saint Anger, I like a couple of the songs. But my favorite album is actually uh, Death Magnetic from 2008. Which yeah, is an unpopular opinion. Yeah, I remember. That almost got you kicked off the show, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah I fucking really love bad. that album. That describes my childhood almost. Super bad? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love Metallica. No, that was I, my shit. Look, All their albums. It's hard after seeing that documentary you know, about their life and stuff. It's hard for... That was when that, they were recording St. Anger. Yeah, that was very annoying. That made me not like them as people. And then also the whole Napster thing. Yeah, well, I, I I didn't even I wasn't even aware of the Napster stuff or anything like that. I actually just saw the documentary for the first time like two months ago. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I found out about the Napster thing. Funny enough, before that, I just I didn't really know about them too much. I just loved their music. Period. No, I know. like I knew all their music, but I didn't know the drama that went behind them. You gotta do some research, man. Well, I know now. <laughs> Whatever. Rich people talk about being rich, you know. Oh, okay, you're going off <laughs> on that now. <laughs> Next story, complete change of pace here. It turns out, I guess, that the band Adima are deciding to finally reunite and hopefully bring us new music. Isn't that amazing, Jackson? I don't know who that is, so sure. <laughs> well, let's play a little bit. It has almost 5 million plays on Spotify. So it's good to 5 million people. Got it. Or one person 5 million times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's the way you like it. Did that jog your memory? Uh, no, but it made me not like them. <laughs> <laughs> that was not good to me. They're a band from 2001. Of course it's not good. Like, I, was set, I wasn't setting that up as something good. Yeah, it's something very bad. It's a Dima. <laughs> but you know what their claim to fame is, right? I do not. Was it a cover? A cover of what? What would that be a cover of? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> is that Damn. Skittles or Hershey's? <laughs> no, it's a mix. And Hershey's is not plural. It's just Hershey. Ah, come on, man. You got to keep things the same. Skittles and Hershey. All right, fine. Well, anyways, the lead singer of the band is the half-brother of Jonathan Davis. Oh, okay. You can hear it in the voice. You really can. Yeah, now that you say that, I can Well, of course, now. Fuck off. (laughs) But apparently... Jerk. They are planning on playing some venue... I know, it sounds like I'm a great journalist right now. Some venue or whatever, but I really don't care. If you like Edema, you can look this up more in detail. But apparently they're getting the original lineup back together and they're going to be planning on doing new music. With the whole new metal revival, that's just the way it is. Like, fine, I can understand why they would want to capitalize on this opportunity, but they really weren't good to begin with. So I can't imagine that they're going to completely change and be better. Yeah, I agree. This is just good for some old fans of Edema and maybe get a chance to see them again. That's all this boils down to. Exactly. So how about we go to the next one? 
So this is good news for Ian, bad news for all that remains. (laughs) (laughs) Their first week sales from their new album is the least amount of money they've ever gotten from album sales in 13 years. Ian, doesn't that just make you so happy? Look, it doesn't make me happy that a band that put out music doesn't do well. What makes me happy is people didn't fall for how bad the music was, so they didn't buy it. That's a good way to look at it. It's really the way I look at all of it. Whoever puts out music, as long as they're trying, I really don't want them to do poorly. All that remains is just terrible now. Like, we know they don't know what they're doing. And then also, let's not forget, the lead singer is a piece of shit. Very true. So that's something that we've often overlooked. I think we've made fun of him a few times on the show for being a piece of shit. But he really is a piece of shit. So it's like, why would I care about how well this band does? It's like they put out bad music and he's a piece of shit. So it's like, I'm not glad though. I don't know. I just, I like the idea that people stopped giving them money. Right. This isn't something that it's just you who hopped off. This is a thing that people are just starting to notice. Think about it this way. I don't really want them to take that as a sign that they should change their music unless it means they're going to practice and remember how to play and be talented again. Like if that's what it takes for them to make a new record, that's fine. But I also don't want them to try and quote unquote recapture what they had before because if that's what they think is good music, then continue making it. Like, that's the ultimate show of I'm sticking with what I think is good music, and I don't care what the fans think because I'm making it for myself. If they happen to like it, that's awesome, but I'm continuing on. But if all of a sudden we get another Overcome album, I'm going to be like, oh, you made this specifically for money. Yeah, that's true. That's the way I look at it. And then it's not even worth getting into good old Phil's Twitter wars that he's had in the past. And, you know, fuck him. Fuck that. He's one of those guys that we could easily... He's maybe even worse than the guy from Cute. Next up, because why would we talk about that story anymore? (laughs) We just got a quick announcement that it turns out that Parkway Drive probably have over half of the new album that they're working on completed. They don't know when it's going to be out yet, but hey, they're making a new album, so soon enough, right? Yeah, it'll for sure be out by the end of the year, probably November, December. From the way it looks like. And I'm really excited for this because I've been really getting into Parkway Drive lately. Really? So this is this is exciting for me. Interesting. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, we'll be talking about it on the show. For show. Don't do that. <laughs> Are you regulating the way I speak, Ian? I'm censoring you. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> You're right. You just went on about this is our show and we can say or talk however we want. What I meant to say was this is my show and I get to say what I want and Jackson doesn't. Sorry. Whoa. I just couldn't believe that it came out that way. Ouch. It's okay. That was very rude. You'll get over it on the next story. True. So Mr. Chester Bennington, which is the clean vocalist or, you know, like the guy who doesn't rap (laughs) vocalist of Linkin Park. He's also the unclean vocalist. Well, I mean, oh, yeah, true. Everyone knows. Whatever. Look. I'm just going to tell you this, Jackson, so you don't make that mistake in the future. No one thinks of Chester normally as the clean vocalist. They remember him because he's awesome at the unclean screams. Anyway. Which they don't do anymore. So Exactly. Now they're just saying garbage, and he basically <laughs> well, got no, asked. Not, they're not a garbage cover band. They just sing very bad music. I, I got to let people know. Okay, Ian. Ian, do you want to take over this? <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot to say, man. <laughs> I do. I don't know why. I thought I was going to be really tired tonight. 
<laughs> oh, fucking. Look, man, I'm just going to get to the point. He got asked about Hybrid Theory and the new album. And I don't know. Sorry. He got asked about the new album. And then he was basically saying about how fans just want a new Hybrid Theory. And he, in quote, he actually said, people need to move the fuck on from Hybrid Theory. That's not them anymore. Poof. Whatever. I mean, they're, they're going to stick to making bad music now. And that's just the way they feel. And they don't care. Yeah, he said, why are we still talking about Hybrid Theory? It's fucking years ago. It's a great record. We love it. Like, move the fuck on. You know what I mean? That's what he said. Who cares? Yeah, I just, I'll never understand artists that won't stand by their previous work. Same, because like, I I like it when a fan, or no, I like it when an artist, you know, expresses themselves differently and, you know, they try and branch out. But if they know that it's just not working or that they know that this isn't what the fans want, then I don't see the point in doing it anyways. Because like you are an entertainer, and you don't want to put out stuff that you know no one is going to like. You know what I mean? What he said was, anyone who likes hybrid theory, move the fuck on. So if I was a fan of Linkin Park now, which I'm not because they make really shitty music, if I was a fan of theirs, I would go, oh, they told me to move the fuck on. So even if I liked what they were doing now, I'd be like, oh, well, they don't want me as a fan. So I would not pay to go see their concert. I mean, they just announced, what, it's them, Blink-182, Machine Gun Kelly, and Wu-Tang Clan? (laughs) I was already asked to go to that show, and I said no. There's only one passable band on that list, and that band isn't even really the band anymore. Yeah, Blink-182, right? Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly. You know how much I love him. (laughs) If only he'd get the original band back together. (laughs) Best guitarist. (laughs) Album of the year. For sure. Already. Give it to him. (laughs) Because I just can't imagine that Linkin Park even play four tracks from Meteora and Hybrid Theory. Oh, I doubt they do, man. I Like, seriously, you know they're going to play all the new tracks. Probably maybe one or two that, you know, people haven't heard yet. Yeah. And then they'll play like two or three hits and then they're done. I mean, oh man, I I wouldn't want... I mean, the only way I would actually go see this is if I was given a ticket. Well, sure. You know, like, hey, it's free. You know, fuck it. Go ahead or whatever. It's something to laugh at. And I get to see Blink-182 for the first time, which would be cool. Oh. But other than that, this isn't something I would pay to go see, even if it was like 40, 50 bucks. No, exactly. That's just the way I look at it is I don't even care. Like Linkin Park, the last, what, like two albums ago or whatever, they're just making rock music. They're making radio rock music, and that was fine. It's the new, new stuff. It's heavy, and it's whatever. Like all that shit goes to the whole Fall Out Boy thing. They're just making bad music now. Yeah, I dropped off of Linkin Park after minutes to midnight minutes sure. after midnight yeah you know what i'm talking about the white cover yeah yeah, yeah. The, that was the last album that i really really enjoyed and that, that's probably my favorite album to be honest with you but oh, after that it's definitely not it just to me went downhill yeah i probably liked one or two tracks from that album and then i was like okay they're moving in a direction that i don't like or that i don't care for so i stopped and then every once in a while, they'd put out a new album. I'd be like, oh, let me hear. Did they go back to something? Did they change? What are they? And I'd be like, no, this isn't for me still. Yeah. And then it was just. <laughs> exactly how I did it. Yeah. It was just this next album or whatever they're doing right now. Those two tracks they put out are just horrible. <laughs> they're just really bad. Don't get me wrong. I would rather listen to them than Fall Out Boy's new stuff. That's true. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. There's not even a question. Like right now, that's the only track. 
that I would not want to listen to. I agree. So, Jackson, I guess the only question I have for you then is, why is everything so heavy? Oh, my God. <laughs> Get that <laughs> shit out of here. <laughs> All right, man. You know what? We had some fun with some mostly bad stories today. News, yeah, for real. Just news was not fortuitous for I us. I thought when you were asking me that question, they were like, so I guess my question for you is, I thought you were going to say, are you ready to move the fuck on oh, to something well, else? And we are. <laughs> I'm assuming that you are ready for that. Oh, oh, please, please put me out of this misery. All right, well, then let's do this. I say let's go to our favorite part of the show. Let's get to reviews. Hey, so smooth. Hey, you're like the funds. The funds. Hey. <laughs> ruh, 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 ruh. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is enough. Sure, sure. All right. Well, look, it is our favorite part of the show. Last week was a little difficult. This week yeah. was so much better. But we are going to keep a little segment at the beginning of this album review slash album talk time. And really, it's just going to be, let's just call it like quick hits or something. Because I know we need a catchier title, but I don't feel like the title last week is good for this week. You know what I mean? The title of We Wasted Our Time, Let's Not Waste Yours. Because <laughs> I don't think yeah, that's fair. I don't think they're a waste of time. They right. just weren't that good to us. Exactly. So... Let's just talk about those really quick, and then we'll get into three albums that we really want to dive into a little bit more. So first off, we've got Grayscale with Adornment on Fearless Records. Jackson, what'd you think? Okay, so I was really excited for this album. I liked the singles that re- that they released. It was Atlantic and Beautiful Things, so I thought it was really promising. Turns out, I only liked about two more songs mm-hmm. when the album was released, and that was Mum and come undone and the main reason why i like come undone is because i had patty walters in it from as it is right and when i saw grayscale live he did come out and do that track with them oh cool well i'll be seeing that for sure in about a week or two but i mean and you even told me that their live performance was bland right that's who you said it was right unfortunately yeah and that's kind of what came out in this album like I don't know what it was, but I didn't hear a whole lot of passion in it. Like, it's moody pop punk, I guess is the right way to put it. And it just didn't speak to me. I don't know. It didn't have anything that you could hear from a different pop punk band. And I could name, unfortunately, a lot of pop punk bands, I think, do that better. Yeah, and and I agree with you. And it's really weird because the lyrics in this album are more deep and sentimental than most punk albums. And I found that really interesting they even did a track by track, you know, explanation because they're the kind of band that actually takes their lyrics into consideration. And it's not just the same punk spaz where they talk yeah. about girls and their hearts being broken. Like he actually went into deep stuff here. So you would think that the passion, you could hear it a mile right. away, even without knowing what the lyrics are. You know what I mean? Right. And that doesn't happen. Right. And that's the thing. I'm not trying to take away from anything they've done. And that's why I hope people go and check it out. Maybe it is for you. But for us, we listen to him. We're just like, wow, this just didn't connect when it should have. 
I agree. It, it was it was kind of a letdown, and it, I don't think in any way it's a bad album. I think a lot of people will like it. Right. But maybe I down on it so much because I got let down. I was really excited for this, but I'd have to say the only really part that I liked about this album is the lyrics because right. I actually looked through the lyrics of each track, and you know they're really good. You know you could tell a lot of heart and talent went into it. It just doesn't show musically. So that's my take on adornment. I agree. Next up. We've got Incendiary, Thousand Mile Stare on Closed Casket Activities. So, Jackson, I already, I'm guessing I already know what your thing is for this. Yeah, poopy. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's not be immature about it. I thought this was good. <laughs> what a dick. That whole poopy thing. They are not worth another word. That's not true. This uh, band is not bad at all. In fact, this is actually a very good hardcore album. It really is. I liked it a lot. The thing that I said, though, before when we you know, talked about Terror and we talked about other bands that are doing it well is I don't really listen to this on my free time, my quote-unquote free time. I like to go see hardcore bands live because I think that's really fun, but I don't normally turn hardcore bands on like this when I'm just like hanging out. Right, and I would think that's how most people are, but I just found this album really... <sighs> I don't know, repetitive. I don't know. It's just, it just sounds like the same hardcore shit to me. I don't know. You got to know hardcore, though, to be able to talk about it because that's the thing. I think vocally, very strong. Sounds like Rage Against the Machine sometimes. Like there's some very good stuff there, guitar wise, drumming. Like there's really nothing wrong with this album. It's just what do you say about, unfortunately, another hardcore album? Exactly. And, and of course, it could be biased because for me, I just don't really like hardcore bands too much. I think the only hardcore bands I've ever actually liked were like Old School Hundredth, right. Counterparts, The New Knocked Loose, and I think some people consider Gideon hardcore. I don't eh, know. I don't see that at all. Some people consider it. All right, oh, man. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look, and that's the thing. I know, Jackson, that that is just something that you're never going to like. But when yeah. I listened to this album, I said, this is on par with Knock Loose. Like, if really? you really sat down and listened to it and then compared to Knock Loose, because I know you like Knock Loose. And that's the kind of funny thing is it's very similar in that way. Like, even the voice sometimes sounds similar. That's all I'm saying is there's not that much to say besides you and I just going back and forth with you saying you don't like hardcore and me saying I do like hardcore. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, I guess. It's true. I, I just don't like hardcore. And I feel like it's going to be like that every time we review an hardcore album. So. Well, I just want to make sure people know that these albums are coming out. So if you do like hardcore, I right. think you're going to like this. It's just what else is there to say about a hardcore album? Because a lot of times they're not doing anything that's really that different. It's just the bands are making good music. That's the way I look at it. And that's why I don't really like it that much. It's nothing different. It's like the same thing every band almost. Only some very few stand out. All right. And last one on our quick list. At the drive-in, Inter Aaliyah on Rise Records. <laughs> yes. See, I like that better. I like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Man, I tried, Jackson. I really did. I think people that have listened to the show enough know that were really not fans. But even when that first single came out, we said, hey, we're going to give this a chance. You know, maybe they'll turn us around, whatever. But man, I just, I can't do it. It's so grating on me. I don't know exactly <laughs> what it is. Like, I hate his voice. I it's hate gross. it. It's so bad. Great if you like it, like other people listening right now. Great. 
go listen to it. But also, I can tell you this too, talk about something with no passion. Talk about yeah. something with like literally nothing put into it. That's what this album felt like. Yeah, I agree, man. I, I was just hearing it and it's just like, oh my gosh, it gets so annoying so quick. So quick. And it's just gross to me. I don't know what it is. Like maybe instrumental wise, no. Sure. But vocally wise, I feel like anyone can do that because you just have to try and sound annoying and you're there. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Jackson, you would be great. Thank you. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> Sorry, man. I don't try. Yeah, see, that's what's great about it. <laughs> You're just so naturally good at it. <laughs> great. That's that's so good to hear. Thank you. <laughs> I really did try. And I even looked around to see, you know, hey, is there anyone out there like it? And some people loved it. Some people were like, oh, man, it takes me back to early 2000s when I was first getting into post-hardcore. Like, nothing changed. Amazing. After what? They were gone for like 20 years, 17 years or whatever. Wow, that's so great. And other people were just the complete opposite, where it's like, this is exactly what you don't want to hear from a band who's been gone for so long. It's just a passionless, passionless pit. And that's how I felt. I was just like, wow, it's not that instrumentally they're not talented and stuff like that, but I hear nothing from those vocals that would do anything for me. Exactly. Same here. It was just awful to me. Like, I'll be honest with you. I tried to hear the whole thing, but I just did it why i know what this is i listened to that fucking album three times you are a masochist <laughs> i know i was just hoping i was like can i pick anything from this but i couldn't so i say we leave it there i i was never a fan before i was hoping that this might turn me around but it just didn't i don't think this will bring any new fans to them i think you had to have been a fan back in the day and even then you still might be disappointed yeah i agree all right, guys, let's get to the fucking good stuff. I've been waiting to talk about something fun and good and talent filled. I just I want to talk about that stuff now. So, Jackson, let's start off with A Lot Like Birds, Divisi, I think, D-I-V-I-S-I in capital letters. And that's on Equal Vision Records. Jackson, take it away. I did not listen to A Lot Like Birds before this album, mm-hmm. which is... I think kind of rare because I know a lot of people are kind of into them, but I was really looking forward to this after hearing one track. It was a while ago and I don't even remember which one it was, but I was like, hmm, this is different to me. I like it. And then this album came out and I was just like, damn, okay, this is something I can get into. It's new. It's refreshing. It's really, really good vocals. And I think that's the part that stands out the most. And the lyrics Love the lyrics. Really good, deep, important stuff. This isn't just blabbering on about <laughs> blabbering you know, the same on. shit that most fans go, oh, Ian <laughs> Hush. <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, just from beginning to end, even like the fillers, because I think it had like one or two, I don't remember. It did, yeah. Even those I enjoyed, which is really rare for me to say. But, you know, I didn't think they were actual like bad fillers just to throw it in there. They were actually they felt like well-constructed, you know, spaces in the album. And I enjoyed that. And I thought that this album, it felt really cared for and productive. Well, you know what I mean? No, absolutely. I do agree for sure. Yeah. So they went through a lot of changes in a lot like birds. And I'm with you, Jackson, actually. I've only really kind of followed their careers you know, it's like every once in a while I would hear a song and I'd be like, that's good. But nothing really grabbed me to where I was like, oh, I got to listen to this entire album and, you know, go from there. And that's probably my fault. You know, it happens from time to time. There's just a band <laughs> that 
doesn't grab onto you and stuff. But they definitely went through a big change because I have listened back after listening to this album to see what the differences are and stuff. And one of the things is they really did stop with the unclean vocals. And I looked into it. Obviously, the reason for it is because Kurt Travis left the band. So they did a whole different change. So it used to be Kurt Travis and Corey Lockwood. Kurt would do the clean vocals and Corey would do the unclean vocals. So Corey stayed in the band, obviously, but there are no unclean vocals. So he had to learn how to sing like that. Damn. Yeah. How do you learn to sing like that? (laughs) Just on the fly. He's just super fucking talented, I guess. Yep. So it is a big change to what they were doing in the past. But I think it's a great focused change. And I was able to really, really enjoy this entire album. I thought this was really, really well done. So great at capturing the atmosphere. And just really, that voice, those lyrics really, really get you. Like, they really make you remember them. And it's catchy. And it's something I don't think a lot like Birds used to be considered catchy. For sure. But I think this way really, really works for them. And I was a little worried about not having unclean vocals, but it worked. This is the post-hardcore type sound that I was looking for for a while. Mm -hmm. And I just really enjoyed it. I thought everything was tight. The guitar work, the instruments, like everything was done very, very well. They used to kind of be a more progressive rock type band. And they would go off and they do these crazy maneuvers and, you know, go off in different directions. One of the things that we talk about when we talk about progressive rock and progressive metal, this album doesn't have that. Very true. But there's still flourishes of really great guitar work and everything. So it's not like it disappeared. It's just in the direction that they're going. They don't need to do that type of thing. So I just really fucking enjoyed it, man. Yeah, same here. I mean, it's just so much like it's so much to listen to because you could just take so much from it with each new track as like a new catchy tune that is just completely different from the other. And it's just really fun to listen to. It's very true, man. Well, what track would you like to play? Oh, probably Trace the Lines. All right. That's obviously one of the slower songs on the album. I love it. I'm not going to deny it for sure. And you can tell just from that clip how great his vocals are. Of course. And I also want to mention just a little thing that I liked was they opened the album and ended the album with the same line. Don't we all arrive at the same place where we began? And I like little things like that. I didn't notice that. Now you did. Well, thank you. (laughs) I didn't know what to say to that. I was just (laughs) like, yep. All right. 
So once again, that's a lot like birds, Divisi. I'm going to say it like that. D-I-V-I-S-I on Equal Vision Records. And now we got Motionless and White releasing their new album, Graveyard Shift. And this is off Roadrunner Records. Ian, I know you were super excited for this. I think you even got a pre-order bundle. Tell me what you think. I did. I did. I got their biggest pre-order bundle they probably ever done. Nice. It came in a small casket, probably big enough for a child, uh, which is... (laughs) Seriously, man, I'm not kidding. Yeah, when I opened it, I didn't know what was going to be in there. And then I was like, phew, it's not a child. All right. (laughs) But man, I thought this album was fucking great. Motionless and White are just so fucking good at the turn of phrase. And it works so well in their music. And it's a good mix of their old school metalcore to the like industrial Marilyn Manson type metal that they're doing in this album. It really spans pretty much all the way from their first full-length album to now, you know, excluding the Screamo EPs that they started as. Mm -hmm. Almost all of that is encompassed in this album. Once again, it's the word catchy because you're just listening to, you're like, oh, that line's coming up. You're like, oh, that line's coming up. And you just know they're always going to hook you. And they're always going to have something that makes you think. Would you say this is their best album yet? Damn, it's really hard, but it's really up there. It might be for me. It might be their best album or tied with Creatures, possibly. I think it's their best because I actually liked every single song. And there's not one Motionless and White album where I like every single song. Like, I love Motionless and White and all their albums. Yep. I mean, my second favorite is probably Infamous. I, yeah. I don't know why, what it is. I just fucking love that I album. I love Infamous, too. I do. Yeah, and that's actually the album that got me into them. Right. That's how I feel about that. But other than that, it still had, towards the end, like the B side of the album, it starts to get a little experimental and weird, and it doesn't really work out for them at the beginning. So I couldn't enjoy it full and through. This one, I enjoy every single track. I have one issue with this album. Go on. There's synths. There, you know, whoever it is in charge of the keyboards, I don't know what it is, the yep. production team. It's very, very, very alike their other stuff. Ah, okay. I hear the same synths from Infamous to Reincarnate to this album. It's the same thing, just a little twisted sure. during some songs. Like in Necessary Evil and Untouchable. And I can't remember the other song. I want to say Ladders. It almost sounds like the same synth to me that they get from... Uh, I think it's not my type, probably. It might be not my type, actually. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like it all carries the same synth over from uh, it's from the infamous the the first two tracks that are fucking oh, heavy as shit. It's gotcha. like Black Dumas and something like that, and then whatever. I hear the same synths in a lot of their work, and it's something that I keep catching on to, and it's something that carried over to this album. And I kind of had an issue with it because you know it's the same thing, and you you want to hear something different. Right. But it's in the background. It's low. Oh yeah. Yeah. You get over it really quickly. Other than that, every single song on this album is really good. Super fucking catchy. Some are more industrial, like Ian said, you know, Marilyn Manson-esque. Some of them are just straight fucking bangers. And oh my gosh, Chris's voice is just has to be top three, top five best voices in the scene. It's like so much confidence and so much attitude. Yeah, because I mean, he does clean and unclean yeah. both perfectly. Right. And it transpires just as fine live, too. Like, there's no difference. 
Like he is just a badass vocalist that doesn't have a limit to his vocals. You know what I mean? No, I completely agree. The, and the only... lyrics are very weird. Also. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> but that's one of the things that I really enjoy about Motionless and White is listening for those turns of phrases and the weird ass fucking lyrics that they put. I mean, come on. <laughs> the follow up track now dead as fuck too. <laughs> you know, that follow up from dead as fuck. Get head like a zombie. But then the other one is, if she has a pulse, she's not my type. Isn't that what it is? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's not my type, though, right? If she has a pulse? Yeah, yeah, that is not my type. It's not your type. Sorry. That is true. No, actually, I did want to mention one thing. The one thing I don't agree with you with is there was one song that I don't like. Oh, okay. And I skip it every time now. What is it? Necessary Evil. Necessary Evil, really? I fucking love that song. Yeah, Jonathan Davis featuring. Yeah, no, I do not like that song. I don't like It's My Party and I'll Die If I Want To, Die If I Want To, Die If I Want To. It gets fucking no, old. No, it's gets a good fucking song. Old. No. That's just I don't me. Accept it. That's just me. No, I don't care. That opinion is false. <laughs> I listen to this album like 20 times in a row. Oh, I bet. And I changed that one after the first three times. To me, the only song that I thought was the weakest, and I still like it, was Untouchable. I thought it was like super cliche lyric-wise, but other than that, it was still just fucking catchy-ass, motionless, and white, so I didn't really have an issue with it. Gotcha. But that was, like to me, the weakest song. I think that one and Rats are the weakest. Oh, see, that's what's funny is I still love Rats. It might be my no, favorite I like on the album. It. No, like, that's like asking me what's the weakest Star Wars movie. I fucking love them all, but all I them. do have a least favorite, you know? Yeah, all of them. Super weak. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I I love what they're doing. They probably pushed some people away with this album because they kind of... Nah, yeah, they stayed the path. You know, that's just the way it is. They stayed the path and they threw in a couple metalcore things in there, but it's really way more on the industrial side. But I still really, really enjoyed it. And I would certainly recommend it. But I'm also a fan of everything they've done. I mean, even the album or even the EP that you can't get anymore, When Love Meets Destruction... Mm-hmm. Or Love Met Destruction is one of the two. I love that fucking shit. Like, I saw them. They're still one of the bands that I'm so happy that they are as popular as they are now and still making good music. Because I saw them at VFW Halls. Oh, like, damn. With the whole makeup on and it's hot as balls in those VFWs and they're playing for like 20 people, maybe even less. And they've got the full outfits on and all that kind of stuff and still rocking out like when I just saw them in House of Blues, like in October or whatever. Damn. I've, I've never seen them in a small venue. I've always seen them at a huge venue from So What to Unsilent Night, like most festivals. That's right. every time I see Motionless and White, except once. And it was at the... When they came with Falling in Reverse and the end of oh, the year yep. tour. Mm-hmm. But that was also a really big stage. It even had a TV. Yeah. Like the band was on TV while performing. It was, it was insane. I certainly got you. Well, I would like to play personally. Wait, what's your favorite track? I got to hear it. I already told I you. I want to know what You weren't favorite. listening. I said Rats is my favorite track. Oh, it's your favorite? Yeah. Didn't think that was going to happen, but I love it. That doesn't mean that there isn't anything else good on the album. Like I love it all except for that one track. But Rats, I think, is still my favorite. Wow, my favorite is the latter. Well, I was going to play Queen for Queen, but you want to play the latter? They're all good, man. Okay. <laughs> all right, let's do Queen for Queen then. I'm sorry. 
explosions You have to swallow bone The sanctuary is over Plastic royalty exposed You wanna play the victim To preach upon your Queen and move just like this. When you fall down, know your back out as you crawl through life with no crown. Though you preach love, you pack out your lies just to fall in a case that's guys. Bam. Damn. Love it, man. Good choice. Thank you, sir. I think yours would have been good too, though. They're all good, man. They I really played are, the beginning for part of Ladder for my dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really awkward. Oh, yeah. I would imagine so. The whole beginning of that girl saying all that stuff. But by the way, man, I don't know what it is, but I love that shit. Like, I love in oh, Rats. I love in Rats when she's like, what's yours? What's yours? I don't know. It's just fucking it works so well. Yeah, I love all that creepy like Halloween type shit that's like weird. Yeah. Like that not my type when it's like when you hear that like old Halloween voice in the background during the chorus, you know what I'm talking about? At some point, maybe when Wednesday 13's new album comes out, maybe we just make the full transition and we just become Ian Hates Goth and we just continue we just continue on (laughs) with the show. Better than Ian Hates Hardcore. Oh, Jackson. Oh, you had to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, everyone, obviously, just like with a lot like birds, we thoroughly enjoy this album and two completely different styles. Obviously, you know, it's Ian hates music. We talk about all the different styles in the scene. Those are two completely different albums, but we would certainly recommend them. So once again, that's motionless and white graveyard shift on Roadrunner records. And Last, but I'm going to say the cliche, not least, we've got Kingdom of Giants, All the Hell You've Got to Spare on In Vogue Records. Jackson, take it away. Holy shit, was this album good, man. Oh, yeah. It's so good. 11 tracks, every single one being good. There was a filler, but whatever. True. From beginning to end, it is just in your face. Except the last track, actually. Gray Area was more of like a soft take, which was really cool to hear from them because yeah. it's different. Absolutely. Because, you know, they're, they're very, you know, in your face kind of band. And this is just such a progression from their previous work, you know, from Ground Culture and Abominable. I, I mean, yeah, I I'm so bad that. with that, too. I even said that to Dana when I talked to him. I was like, Abominable. <laughs> is that how you say it? It always sounds weird. But I mean, dude, it just every single song is really, really good. Oh, yeah. And that's, again, other than Motionless and White, like, I can't believe I'm saying that about two albums. Because that's really rare when you like every single song on an album. Honestly, to me, the part that really, really struck out to me was just Dana's clean vocals. Mm-hmm. Because it's not something you always got in Grand Culture and Abominable. Abominable. I just fucking love it, dude. I think his vocals are incredible. I think the instrumentals are incredible. It was just a really, really good album, beginning to end. And I cannot wait for even another one. I think they finally found their sound. No, I love this album, obviously. I mean, if anyone listened to the conversation that I had with Dana on Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition, you know I've been listening to this album for a while now. And I told him exactly that. 
I love this album. And there's a reason for it. It's just like what you said, Jackson. Just front to back, a great album. Yeah, there's one interlude track, but it's not that big of a deal. And I really like Gray Area. That was one thing, you know, we talked for so long during that conversation. It's one thing I didn't get to bring up to him. I really liked how different that track was. And I think Gray Area was something different, but really something that worked for them as well. So I liked seeing a different side of them. You know, like I already liked their previous material. So this was just a continuation for me. But it's like one of the best metalcore albums I've heard in a really long time. Same here. So I was very, very happy that they were able to pull that off because I know they're extremely talented. And it was great to hear Dana do even more clean vocals on top of those great uncleans as well. It just really worked all around. And I was just very happy to have a chance to talk to him and then also spread the word about this album because it is really, really good. And I know they got a lot of positive feedback. And they deserve it. And I really hope that because of this album, they get the recognition that they deserve because I feel like they should be a much bigger band than they actually are. And I think anybody who listens to them or have even heard of them agrees with that statement. Yeah, I totally agree. I absolutely do. You know, they had some great features, so everyone should listen for that. They even had that rapping breakdown part in Low Life oh, that low I talk life, about. Yeah. yeah, and it just works really, really well. It came out of nowhere, but it just really works. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy how they, like, experimented, but still kept to somewhat of their traditional sound and still just made it sound ten times better than what they've done before. I, I mean, I just love it. Yeah, I can tell from that you're not as much of a fan of the older stuff. I am. It's, I like the older stuff. I just thought, I mean, it, it was nothing special to me. I got gotcha. you. This is. I mean, I like it all. I really do think they hit it out of the park with this album. And I think anyone who's a metalcore fan should very much enjoy it, should definitely pick it up. Absolutely. Jackson, what track would you play? I'm going to go with Cash Out. First track. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Man, I just can't wait to see him live. <laughs> it should be sooner, but you got fucked. I did indeed, but it's not their fault. And I hope that everyone takes a listen to this album, spreads it around, goes out and gets it because this band definitely deserves it. You know how important first week sales are. And especially with what happened with the tour being canceled, they didn't get their CD release party. They're not selling their albums out there live with everyone like they normally would. So please make sure you listen to this. It is a fucking great album. And it's on the short list for album of the year for me. Yep. I completely agree with you, man. 
Jackson, I can't say enough good things about this album. And you can obviously hear me continue to speak good about it in the Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition with Dana. I thought that turned out really well. Do yourself a favor. Go listen to that one, too. But also make sure you pick up this album. You won't regret it. Yep. So once again, that's Kingdom of Giants, All the Hell You've Got to Spare on In Vogue Records. All right, that brings an end to new albums for this week. Coming up next week on May 12th, we've got Gideon, Dreamcar, Seether, and Dead Letter Circus. Obviously, we will be (laughs) deciding which of those we are going to listen to and talk to. I can see one of them for sure we're going to talk about, but I don't even know about the others yet. Yeah, same here. (laughs) It's, It's a weird one. Yeah, that's how it works. So, Jackson... We are all set for that. How about we go on to new songs? Let's do it. If you think we're going to kiss your ass just to get a good review in your magazine, well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take a self-righteous pose and want to be right or can't be out pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass! Small, small list today, Jackson. Yes, it is, my friend. Well, that's okay. I'm kind of tired anyways. Uh, of course you are. What is that supposed to mean? Because of all the things I do? Man. You son <laughs> of a whore. I'm just picking on you now. See, I changed it up from son of a bitch. Did you see? Ooh, very nice touch. Thanks, buddy. So first song we got is Milk Teeth with their new song, Owning Your Okayness. Now, before we get into the song, I really do like that title. I don't know why. I just <laughs> think it's cool. But yeah, this is going to be on their EP, Be Nice, which comes out July 28th on Roadrunner Records. Hit it. Yeah, yeah, nay, nay. <laughs> uh, yeah, nay. I don't know. I'm interested to see what they've got coming up next. I don't hate that because they're a poppy punk type band, you know, with the distorted guitars and everything. And then, you know, the lead singer who I think has talent. Like, I think she's good. I am surprised they're signed to Roadrunner. Yeah, same. Should be like hopeless or something. Well, I think they're trying to capitalize on female fronted bands. Mm. but that's not fair because that kind of takes away from her talent then but i'm excited i guess what i read and what i'm going to go back and listen to i just haven't had a chance yet it's apparently their older stuff was more raw more punkish so it was for sure yeah i guess i hope that they didn't change their sound because they got signed to a major label but i want to hear more what it's like because to me that sounds very like letters to cleo meets veruca salt and i'm completely fine with that yeah, I thought it was kind of catchy. I thought it was an okay song. I'm really just looking forward to the EP to really get my actual opinion on it because I'm not sure if this is a new direction or anything like that. But, I mean, for the song itself, I thought it was okayness. Oh, I see what you did there. 
No, oh, did you see it, man? I Good did. Job. I saw it. <laughs> you synced it. And next up, we have 18 Visions releasing their new song, Crucified. And this is going to be on their brand new album, 18, which is going to be coming out on Rise Records June 2nd. Ian, play that shit. Can't play any more of it. It's like two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I was about to tell you. Hey, you better cut it. So, what did you think? Well, I don't. What was the name of the last song they released? Oath. Oath. I liked Oath way better. I gotta admit, but this was good. It it was really. I don't. It was like so. Man, I I can't even say the word for it. It was like huge. I guess to me, I don't know what it is. It's just like it just felt so big, and it was like really fun to listen to. But at the same time, I got more out of Oath, especially that being the first 18 Vision song that I hear. Right. You know, I was like really excited for what's to come. And then this comes out and it's like, oh, this is really good. But I think it's a step down. But I mean, you know, we'll be finding out more with the album. I think Skittles agrees with you. Yeah, she does. I can tell. So yeah, man, it's just like, I very much enjoy it. I'm looking forward to seeing what the album brings on June 2nd, obviously. It's just a lot different from what they were doing before they broke up. So I'm not sure if things are going to change or if they're continuing with that sound. I'm just such a big fan of the vocals and then the just really, really distorted chugs just really work with what they're doing. So I can't wait for this album. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be really good, too. I'm really excited for it. So last on the list. See, we told you it was a short one. Last is a band called Idola. E-I-D-O-L-A. And they have a new track that I guess no one wants me to be able to pronounce words, which is fucking great. <laughs> is it Tetelestai? Dude, <laughs> I don't know. Tetelestai? Tetelestai? T-E-L-E-S-T-A-I. Whatever. Tetelestai. Way to make a band name that you can actually search for. Yeah, for real. I guess their new album, To Speak to Listen. Comes out June 2nd as well on Blue Swan Records. So let's take a listen.
Jackson. Man, I really, really like that song. I think that's my favorite out of the singles that we talked about, to be honest with you. Uh, dude, the vocals, amazing. Just super catchy. Just just a really good track. Yeah, did you get a whole Slaves Johnny Craig vibe? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. So, yeah. Look, I'm excited. I mean, if I can remember how to spell their name, I will be able to look them up at some point. We will definitely be talking about that album when it comes out on June 2nd. That's for sure. Yeah, I thought they were doing a lot of things right on that. But yeah, I definitely like that track. So people check the whole thing out. Yeah, we, we definitely recommend it, man. It is good stuff so far. All right. That is the end of new songs. Jackson, I had some concerts to go to. Oh, shit. Let me hear it. For all you new listeners out there, that is the I Went to a Concert song. (laughs) Hell yeah. So we play that quite often on Ian Hates Music. So first off, I went to see Mayday Parade with the 10th anniversary of a Lesson in Romantics tour. I was not there for the opening band. I had some stuff I had to take care of that day. But I did make it in time for Canookly Puck. There you go. Or Canookle Puck. How do you say it? Canookle Puck. Puck. (laughs) <laughs> and they did a good job they really did he did not fall off of the stage so that was, I was just about to yeah. say that any slip-ups <laughs> nope everything was good he did have a girl kicked out of the pit though for throwing hands he had a girl kicked out of the pit for throwing hands yep i was like 15 feet to the left or something like that so i wasn't there but if she was a disruption you know I completely understand, especially if she was picking on people or something. I don't know. I'm just so surprised when I see bands single people out when people are jumping around and being like, get that person out of here. Yeah, man, I find that strange, man. I hate, oh my gosh, there's always (laughs) so much drama surrounding Kanuku Poop, man. Like, what is it with them? They're so picky. Just be a fucking punk pin. If anything, they're the opposite from it. They're so lucky they make good music, man. Yeah, it's a weird dynamic that they have, that's for sure. But no, they did a good job live and everything. That's why I can't take anything away from them. It is just really funny. It's like anytime you hear about them, they're doing something so anti-punk. Yeah, it's awful. My gosh. They're, I don't know what who they think they are, man. I Man, I, I haven't not liked a band like this in a really long time. Every time <laughs> I hear the word knuckle puck or canoe pook, it's like a bad taste in my mouth. It's always full of some shit. And look, I can't say, you know, maybe someone listening was there and saw this girl be out of control or something like that. All I saw were a bunch of 14-year-old girls jumping. Like, that's, I mean, it's a Mayday Parade concert. What else is it going to be? So, I don't know. I I don't want to speak out of turn on it because I didn't see it. I was just there and heard him say it and then saw the security officers, you know, come in and do it. But I don't know. That always seems so weird to me. It is. You're, You're not alone on that one. I'm sure the listeners agree. Let's hope so. I'm losing all my street credit here. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But then Mayday Parade came on and they did do a great job as they normally do. Of course. The reason why I went to the show was just I've seen Mayday Parade a bunch of times. I literally saw them in one of the smallest venues you can possibly see them. I saw like in a little church. It was so ridiculously small like years and years ago when that first EP came out. And now they're just huge. I mean, they sold out House of Blues Boston. That was the show. Yeah. Large, large number of people. And the reason why I went in general, because, you know, I do love that album. But really, since I've seen them a bunch of times, I was like, I'm really just going 
for them to play the final track on that album. Ah, uh, yes. Anchor, uh, right? It's such a long title. It's like, I'll be your, or you be the anchor that keeps my feet on the ground, and I'll be the wings that keeps your heart in the cloud. Something like that. Whoa. Hey, I, you, I think you got it. I almost, well, look, I do absolutely love that track. Like, I really gotcha. do. It is such an amazing, amazing song. But I think still, the thing that Mayday Parade will always, always miss are those co-vocals. That's, yeah, that I it, agree. It was so passionate. It was so hard sometimes to tell them apart. Like, they sounded so similar, and it just worked so well that when one of them was trailing off, the other one was coming in strong, and especially for that song, and that's why I fell in love with that track, was because of how well they did that and how much passion was in that song. And mm -hmm. it's just, it can never be there again with the setup that they have now. It's true, but I mean, damn, what an album though. <laughs> no, it's very true. It's a great album. They were like, in 10 more years, we're going to come back here and do the 20th anniversary of this. Oh, I bet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, hey, who knows, man? They're always going strong. And then, you know, they actually kept playing, too. You know, he came out and he did solo on acoustic guitar yesterday, I believe, by the Beatles, obviously. Um, that did not go over because most of the people in the audience were not alive when the Beatles were around, nor do they know who they are. <laughs> so that was pretty funny for me to see that barely anyone knew what the words were. They went from that into terrible things and then a few other tracks and then they did an encore and they came out but what was funny was anytime they played anything off the new album or the album before that there was no more sing-along oh wow that's weird you don't think that's justified like people don't know their new music well man i fucking love their new music man i know you do i know that's you just do me, i guess look i'm not even saying it's bad i'm just saying i think a lot of people fell off but if they're going to do the full album, people are like, sure. And everyone knows terrible things as well. They actually, right. their final track was Oh Well. Okay. Because everyone knows that one too. Like, so they, right. they definitely do that one last. But I think the funniest part of the show, at least funny wise, was that if you left the main part, it was cold outside because Boston, for some reason, is in the fucking 30s right now. It's May. So it was cold outside, but because the whole entire House of Blues was sold out, when you opened the doors, you were just hit by this wall of humidity. <laughs> and it was so gross. It stank so bad. I still don't know why people love going there. <laughs> it's so weird. I don't know. I just I miss, I miss the local clubs. I miss the local clubs. But look, I would recommend if you're a fan, you can definitely go see that live. Because it's definitely worth your time. I don't know if I'll need to go back to see Mayday Parade again. It would have to be something special. Like maybe they got a new co-vocalist or they got the old one to come back. Whatever it is. I don't even remember their names. Oh, fuck that. No, I'd, I'd get a chance to see Mayday Parade. I would love to see them any single chance I could get. I know you would, man. <laughs> <laughs> then, the other night, I finally got to see Famous Last Words again. The interesting part of this was they were playing in a newly renovated old club that's very close to my apartment. So there's a place that used to be called TT the Bears in Cambridge. TT the Bears? TT the Bears, yep. Okay. And it <laughs> you was, can't just let that one slide. Well, it was the diviest dive bar. Like I won a Guitar Hero competition there like years and years ago. Oh, gosh. It's such a dive bar and they closed it down probably maybe even like two years ago, and there was nothing there. And then another local club 
the Middle East took over that place and now calls it Sonia. And it just recently opened, maybe like a month or two ago. But this was the first show that really had a band that I wanted to see, like Famous Last Words. And I think actually, to be honest, I think Lions Lions played there last week and I just couldn't make it. So Mm -hmm. this was the first time I got to see something that I really wanted to. Now, the tour, though, if people know, because we have talked about it, is pretty weird. It's Famous Last Words and Manifest. And then they just pick up like local bands. Very weird tour. So I did VIP because I wanted to talk to JT because obviously that's another person who has been on the show. We did the Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition with JT. Hell yeah. Right before the Incubus, which is a masterpiece. That it is. So it was nice to talk to him. All the guys are great in the band. So we hung out for a little bit. And then I went to get some food, came back for the show. And Sonia is now completely different. It's a much nicer place. I'm not sure about the acoustics yet. I think I have to go back to another show. Plus, they had no alcohol. And that's a little weird. Yeah. I went up and I was like, oh, well, there's a couple of drafts there that maybe are working. And they were like, oh, yeah, no, sorry, no alcohol. But we have some nice teas for you. (laughs) I was like, yeah, that's not going to work. And then I saw that they had a Diet Pepsi. And I was like, I'll take a Diet Pepsi. And I didn't ask how much it was. And she handed it to me. And she's like, that'll be three twenty-five. dollars I what? was like, what the fuck? And I'm talking about just a can of Diet Pepsi. Holy shit. So, yeah, I wonder what the alcohol prices are going to be. Robbery. Yeah, when they, when they get that situated. But I just thought that was funny. But it's a completely revamped club. It's somewhere that I will like going, I think. But it's the only band that I really stuck around for. And, man... They really do kill it. They really do. And what's so great about them is they have so many great tracks that when they're done, you're just like, wow, they could have played so many more and still killed it. You know what I mean? I agree. And it was very seamless between the unclean and clean vocals because also their drummer was doing the uncleans as well. And it sounded really, really good. Well, damn. I really hope I get to see them Sunday because, fuck, I just love seeing Famous Ass Words live. No, you'll definitely have to go say hey to JT since I actually hung out with them for a little bit before the show. Sweet. But then also what I did want to mention was I did meet a lot of really cool people there. So I want to give them a shout out if they are listening to this new episode because we are talking about the show and interviews and you know making fun of alternative press and all that kind of stuff. So really good people <laughs> that we met there. But what do you expect? You know, we're always going to make fun of all press. Of course. You can't go an episode without no. making fun of AP. <laughs> I got my new issue. You know who's on the front cover? Oh, fuck. Fallout Boy? Yep. Of course. I didn't even fucking know that. It's like you couldn't have put Motionless and White on the cover? You couldn't yeah, have. Yeah, for real. I mean, hey, how about do a band that needs publicity like Kingdom of Giants? Like, how about helping some people out in the scene? What help does Fallout Boy need? Exactly. It's just. Such a cash grab, dude. I hate it. Oh, my gosh. Fucking AP. Nope. I got you. And look, I was wondering, when is my subscription ever going to like end? I'm pretty sure I've been <laughs> getting that magazine for like five years, and I paid Are one time. Yeah. Like, they don't have my credit card. It's not like I'm completely like getting new subscriptions Oblivious. renewed. No, no. They just keep sending them because what do they care? <laughs> That's just kind of the way I look at it. But anyways. That's funny shit. If you get a chance, 
Go see Famous Last Words. I thought this tour was very strange for them. And I hope that they get some better opening acts and people to tour with them. Because this did seem like a very weird tour. And I think it affected who would actually come out for the show. Because when mm-hmm. you only know one of those bands. Also, for this date, Famous Last Words didn't headline. That's so weird to me, man. Yeah, it was a co-headlining tour. So they were switching off like every night or every other night or whatever. Yeah, it's just very strange. I just I would expect more of a push for them because I want to see them do so well because when you're making great albums like that, you need the attention because you deserve it. Yeah, exactly. They don't have a bad album. They honestly, I don't even think they have bad songs. No. Like they, they're just such a good band. They don't deserve that, you know? It's very true, man. It's very, very true. So make sure you go see Famous Last Words. Jackson, I hope that you do as well so that you can talk about it next week or whenever it's going to be because that would be very, very cool. Hell yeah, man. So at least for me, I know that Friday I'm going to see Say Anything and Bayside. If everything goes right, because I really haven't had any time, if things go right with getting the shows out and everything, I might be able to go see A Lot Like Birds and Friends of the Show Household on Thursday. That's not a guarantee, but I'm going to really try and make it work. Nice. Yeah, you should, man. That sounds like a really good show. We'll see if I get all this shit done, man. All the shit. People are (laughs) depending on the shows and stuff. Oh, of course. It takes a long, long time to go through all this stuff. All right. Skills and mastery. Well, let's move on, man. Let's go to Breakdown from the Past. Let's do it. All right, Jackson, so breakdown from the past time, and I'm really scared that what you said you were going to do last week is what you're really going to do, which means you just didn't want to think of something for the show, so what is your breakdown from the past? Ian, you're exactly right. My breakdown Uh, from the past, man, is going to be let live. Yes, sir. uh, Yes. Okay. Hey, man. You know, it's a cheap pick, but yeah, one of so us is going to do it one of these weeks. Yeah, Come on. In five years. Five years? We're, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Oh, shut up. Hey, man, that's just the way I look at life. Anyways. <laughs> that's so why you're never live. prepared for the show, because you never think it's going to come around. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, you got me. I got you. All right, go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah, I guess. Well, thank you. Anyways, <laughs> Let Live is a band. That I, it's actually one of the first bands that I really got into. And I remember seeing them live at So What my first year. And I was like, holy Uh, shit. Like, I didn't even know who was playing. I was just like, you know, what the fuck is this? Like, because Jason Butler just goes absolutely mental on stage. Like, he just goes nuts. Very true. And I was just like, like, damn, who the hell is that? And, you know, my friend was like, oh, that's Let Live. Um, You should listen to their album. Ah, fuck. I think it was Fake History at the time. Yeah, it was. And that is still my favorite album. I mean, I love all their work, but seeing them go, it really is such a shame because they're such a good band that I believe everyone needs to see live. And, you know, hopefully they do something, you know, reunion-wise in a couple years down, and then everyone does get to see that. And hopefully they still have that spark. But for now, I just want everyone to hear my favorite track by Let Live, and that is Day 54. Ian, would you do me the honors? Besides giving me shit, would you just play the song? And just appreciate me for one second. Oh, 
Good choice, man. That's a fucking badass song, dude. I love that shit. Yeah, I got into them around the same time and then had the pleasure of seeing them multiple times live where, yeah, just like you said, they kick serious ass live. That's why I am disappointed that they're not doing a farewell tour because I would have liked to have seen them go crazy, you know, one last time kind of thing. But this is the way it's going to be. I am still hoping that they get back together. Who knows? Maybe, you know, we might start a new segment sometime where we do a retrospective similar to what we did at the beginning of Ian Hates Music, where we talk about a band and just go through everything about them. And this would definitely be a band that we would do. But for anyone somehow that have not heard of Let Live, this is your chance because Jackson didn't want to think of another one. This is your chance. (laughs) To listen to let live some more. <laughs> so My breakdown from the past is a band called Halifax. Jackson, have you heard of them? I've heard of them. Oh, interesting. Well, they yeah, are the first. I've heard of them. I know this is kind of a first. They are a pop punk slash post hardcore, maybe a little melodic hardcore from time to time style band, and they were popular in or. I don't even know if they were that popular, to be honest. But it was, you know, that mid-2000s area. And they got back together in, like, 2010, but I never even heard what they put out. Because they put out a few things. They had a couple albums, an EP or so. But I really like what they were doing. And it's not always on the heavy side, but it's more raw sometimes. But it's also got that polish to it, which is kind of hard to explain. I'm going to play a track from their first EP, A Writer's Reference that came out in 2004. It's called Sydney.
What do you think? I could see it now, man. Good old 2005 Ian with <laughs> eyeliner and head a fucking beanie and black what? hair, dyed bangs. I've never done any of those things. Literally, never any of <laughs> no, them. No, I'm just fucking with you. No, no, no I I like it a lot. I I love that old like punk sound. Yeah, because like they really I don't know what it is, but the older band DC is bass a lot more, mm-hmm. and I fucking love it. No, I got you. Believe me, if I had done all those things, I would not have been embarrassed <laughs> talking oh, about it sure. now. I would not. I just never did. Yeah, I like this type of music. Obviously, people know that, and I had completely forgotten about them. And then I was looking around. I was like, oh shit. I totally remember them. So never got to see them live, unfortunately. They still say they're together, but they haven't done anything since 2010. You know, who knows? Maybe they'll put something out at some point. I think that'd be pretty strange. But I really enjoyed that EP, and I really, really enjoyed the album as well. So make sure to check those out. Good choice, man. Good choice. Thank you, sir. All right, man. We have come to the end of the show. Do that thing you do, yo. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for putting up with Ian's shit (laughs) and my spectacular choice of words and just the way I run this show, man. Just thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, Jackson runs it. It's going to be great. So, Jackson, when's the show coming out? I'm sorry, what was that? Yeah, what what time is the show? Uh, Sure, what? (laughs) Uh, You know, just thank you guys for listening so much and tuning in every week and just giving us some love, man. Continue to do it. You know, leave us reviews. You know, just show us you like us, man. We or, or woman. We really do appreciate it. And I love you all. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Don't forget that you can support Ian Hates Music and Ian Hates Movies by following the links in the description of this episode. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can email me. The website, ianhates.com. ianhates.com. It's so fucking easy. That's all you need to know. And... <laughs> Help us out. Really, truly, we know tons of people are listening. But if you take the time and go to iTunes and rate us five stars and share us with people, there are still people, believe it or not, that don't know about the show. It's crazy, right? Mm. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, come on. You'd be getting all this free, complete and utter entertainment all for you for free. Like I said, for free, for free, 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 free. Without having to check out Alternative Press. Yeah. And there are other shows out there that aren't free that I don't know why anyone would pay for. (laughs) It's so weird. (laughs) For real? But yeah, oh my God. Yeah, it's so crazy. But you get complete professional quality with Ian Hates Music and Ian Hates Movies. Plus, don't forget, Ian Hates Music Conversation Editions. Like I mentioned on the show, we just had Dana of Kingdom of Giants on. So you can definitely go back, give a listen, because I know that's some of people's favorites so far. There's so many people. Just name a band that you love, and there's a possibility that they have been on the show because we've had so many people on. So right now, I'm in the process of finding new bands that I want to have on the show. Because right now, like you look at the new song list and stuff, it's kind of slim pickets out there. So I'm trying to figure out who I want on the show and who I don't and everything. But I hope to have something for everyone very soon. Obviously, it's one of my favorite things to do, to share great music with everyone. So I think that does it for me. So Jackson, do you have any final words for everyone? I love everybody. 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 And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.
You're the road. 